Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. I am speaking today with Zach Smith about his new CD, Signs of Life. Zach has a traditional and gospel-influenced alternative Americana sound that has come from years of listening to artists like Neil Young, the Rolling Stones, and Bruce Springsteen. Welcome to the podcast, Zach. How are you today? I'm good. How are you doing, Greg? Good, good. So uh, you were telling me that uh, you're hanging out in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. That's where uh, I, I grew up here. I, I still live here. Um, and uh, most of my most of my band, um, they live in New York, in Brooklyn, most of them. Um, so we play a lot of shows there, shows there, and I spend a lot of time there. But uh, I grew up and I still live uh, in New Jersey. Okay. So, um, give me a little bit of background about how you got started in music. I think I read where you um, uh, started out with piano lessons and weren't particularly fond of those. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I hated practicing, um, and so I stopped doing that. Uh, that was that was the kind of thing like uh, my uh, my parents made me do it. So so I stopped doing that, and then around the time um, I started high school, when I'm 14 or 15, I guess I, I got I really got into like classic rock. And uh, so I picked up the guitar after that, and um, uh, pretty pretty soon right away after that, that I started uh, writing. I always kind of wanted to be a writer. Um, the, the guys I really looked up to were the, the songwriters. So um, yeah, it was around 14 or 15 I started writing songs. Okay. And and that was what era? How long ago? Uh, I'm 31 now, so uh, I, this was like 1999. Okay. Okay. And um, classic rock, I, I, I think, um, if I read correctly, somebody introduced you kind of for the first time to that sound and, and kind of launched you in that direction, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had a friend who um, was into um, Led Zeppelin, was like the first band that I really loved. Um, so he, he was into them, and, and I remember I, I got a, there was like a, a two-disc uh, greatest hit um, that I would listen to constantly. Um, so they, they were like the first big uh, band that I was became obsessed with. Sure. And uh, you know, then it was, it was Hendrix, and um, uh, you know, I had the phase where I listened to the Doors a lot. There's a lot of that stuff I don't I don't really even listen to that much anymore. But those those were kind of the the, the bands that I, I you know wanted to hear everything they ever did. And mm-hmm. I was obsessed with. And um, I think I read where. Um, it, the uh, you taught yourself to play using tablature books that belong to your dad. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the majority of, of my my guitar learning has been through that. Yeah, he uh, he plays guitar. He, he uh, um, he's a, he's a good guitarist, and um, he had all these you know stacks of books. There was like Bob Dylan and the Beatles and that type of stuff. So I picked them up, and and you know you figure out you practice enough, you figure out how to how to. Uh, it tells you how to you know, play chords and all. Sure. That. Yeah. And and so, listening to your music um, today, it's. I mean, it doesn't really. I can hear influences, I guess, of the classic rock, but it's really, it's really more folk rock, I guess. Is that how? How would you classify what what you're playing today? The the, the album we just released. I, I think that it's. You could say folk rock. You could say Americana. Um, I, I would say, I mean, it does, certainly doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> it, it's not, this this last album is kind of a stripped-down thing than what we usually do. Okay. Um, but uh, 
I usually say uh, alternative Americana. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. When, when I think of like straight Americana, you know, I think of like bands like the band and, and things with like Appalachian type of instruments, and it's mm-hmm. not that. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I throw the alternative in there too, I guess. What do you, what do you find is is the type of venue that that works well with your music? Uh, well, the the bigger the venue, um, the more people I, I can have on stage. And when we are doing like a full band thing, there's three backup singers, and there's um, uh, me on guitar, another guitarist, bass, drums, and and piano. So we can always there's not always a stage big enough to fit us like mm-hmm. that. Um, so. If we that, that those are kind of my favorite shows, the one where we can like spread out and have the whole band in the full sound. Okay. So that that um, that's the bigger type of venue for the, the sound. I guess we're going. For. Do you do you still do a lot of the solo duet trio type events? Yeah, no. I mean, we we we, we definitely do that because the the you know you can't always get the big venues. It, it depends where you're playing. So, but we do we, we do that frequently. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a different sound. I, I, I don't. I don't know that I. I prefer one or the other. Actually, it, it's. It's just. It's a different. It's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're looking for, if you're trying to see what's like on the actual album to recreate that, you kind of need this, this full kind of. Um, okay. Uh, backup singer, choral uh, thing. You know. I read a kind of funny story about one of your first experiences of playing in a coffee shop. Tell me about that. Um, the first time I played, uh, which which one are you talking about? I'm not sure. Uh, the the one where um, I think it, uh, you played and it was pretty empty and oh, oh, it was yeah, a pretty okay. humbling experience to actually get paid for that. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the first this is the first gig I played. Um, the first full gig I played. Um. We, uh, it, it, I was up in, I was going to school up in uh, upstate New York, uh-huh. and uh, there was a coffee shop near there where I, I would go every week and I'd play. Um, they had an open mic night, and the guy was nice enough to offer me a, um, uh, you know, a full, a full show, uh, mm-hmm. just just me on just me on guitar, just mm-hmm. and uh, and I was excited for it. Um, and so I, I went and I played it, and there was a, there was almost no one there, but. Uh, he was he was a very nice guy and he, and he paid me afterwards and uh, I remember the feeling of you know you're paying me for that that's uh, <laughs> it's, that's a strange feeling yeah yeah you know, even today you know I don't get paid that often so it's uh, it was a, it's a strange thing it's a strange uh, and and you were you were doing at that time original music is that right yeah 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 it was almost all original okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, from very, very early on, um, I, I knew I wanted to be a writer. That was kind of my main focus. I think so much so that you, you were um, writing story type writing originally in school. Is that was that kind of your first? Yeah, love? yeah, yeah. I um, even before I was into music, I, I was I was into writing like like fiction type stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I I read I read a lot and I still read a lot. Um, so uh, I kind of felt like that was I was always kind of drawn to that. That felt like the most creative aspect uh, to me. I was kind of that was the thing I was most passionate about. So when I got into music, I, it was kind of natural to be drawn to, I guess, the writing aspect of it. Do you see the the kind of things that you like to read? Do you see that filter over into the to the songwriting that you do? Uh, I, I see it here and there. There's you know there's certain lines here and there. Um, 
I read a lot of uh, um, a lot of poetry, a lot of like classic poetry stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can, I can see, you know, it's it's not as it's not as um, overt as you know. I, I want to write a line like this or, or that, but I can see it, it. Looking back after I've written a song, I say, oh yeah, I can see where, where that influenced me or this writer influenced me. Right. Okay. And and the uh, is this current album your fifth? Or is it your sixth that you um, just put out? This is my. Uh, one, two, three. I think this is my. This is my sixth. If you're not, there's an e, there was an EP too. If you're okay. counting an EP, it's six. Okay. And all of those original songs, right? For, that you've written. Uh, the, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yes, yes, all those. I, I did. I did uh, years ago. Put out a, 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 a album of covers, but um, I wasn't counting that. So. Okay. Okay. When when you play covers, what kind of stuff do you like to play? Um, we uh, we don't do too much. Box. Um, the, the, the current stuff we've we've done. It, it's, it's. Let me rephrase that. Um, most of the stuff we do is, is kind of older stuff. We do uh, a blues song called "Hidden Charms" that was uh, Howlin' Wolf sang it. Uh-huh. Um, and we do. Uh, there's an Irish, old Irish folk song called "Kitty" that. Uh, I first heard by the Pogues. Okay. Uh, the most recent thing, one uh, I like that band. Uh, I like Florence and the Machine. Uh, there's mm. one song by them uh, uh-huh. that we do, and um, you know we should probably do more uh, current things to get people's attention. But I, I'm kind of drawn more towards older stuff. I guess. Right. Okay. Well, it sounds like with with your influence that that kind of fits, yeah. fits your style. Yeah. 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 I think that's true. So tell me a little bit about your songwriting and and your approach to that, your style. I, you know, we have a lot of uh, folks that read the magazine that are really interested in in songwriting, and and they're always trying to pick up new ways to to enhance their own. And uh, I always find it interesting to hear the different approaches that songwriters take to their own music. I I, I um I try to write um every day. I try to write um you know put put aside a couple hours if I can do that. Hmm. Um, and I, I, uh, I, there's not a set thing of if it's lyrics or music first. I, I think most of the time now it happens to be music first and then I'll film lyrics later. Hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been the opposite. There's been times where I've come up with like a good, um, uh, lyric for a chorus and written a song and it's been inspired by that. But, um, I, I, I just, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very conscious of kind of want, wanting to to make sure that I write every day. Uh, I, I'm, if, if if I don't produce anything in the course of the day, then I kind of had a bad I have a bad feeling at the end of the day, mm-hmm. like it wasn't mm-hmm. a useful a useful uh, day. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of have made that that's that's been drilled into my I, I, drilled, I drilled that into my head mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Uh, so it's like uh, it, when I don't write, it's like I have a bad conscience. And so, what is a what is a day of writing look like for you? How how would you approach that on um, any given I, day? Like specifically, uh, like I'll, I'll take my guitar and uh, I'll put the capo on a different fret than it was before, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll play chords until something strikes me as good, and then I'll sing. I'll just kind of riff on singing until I come up with a a hook that hmm. that um, you know mm-hmm. grips. 
do you do you complete them in parts? Do you do you find that a song will kind of come to you basically complete by the time you're done with it, or are these? Uh, I, I usually complete them in parts. I, I usually uh, if I get if I get if, if, if I feel like I'm working something too hard, I put it aside and, and come back to it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, there's been a couple songs that have come pretty pretty close to complete, um, but that's not that's not like a, a, a occurrence that happens a lot. Hmm. Um, I, I always have like a lot of songs in progress at the same time. Okay. Uh, I have like a whole a huge book of uh, you know songs I'm continuously working on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I usually finish them in pieces to answer your question. What do you feel like's been one of your greatest experiences or moments as a as a performer? Has there been a something that kind of stands out for you? Is like you know, okay, I that's it. I I, I feel like I've kind of reached a, a pinnacle of sorts. Um, I felt like I was kind of. There've been times. Um, I wouldn't say pinnacle, but I feel like it, there, there's been times where I felt like, okay, now this is. I'm at a different level than I was before this. Uh, we did a uh, a couple years ago. We uh, did a tour in um, uh, Serbia, and we played at some festival there. Hmm. Um, and so that was the first time we'd really been uh, kind of on the road, like doing shows night after night after night. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, you know, good venues. And I, uh, I but by the end of that, I felt, you know, I felt that there was, I felt more relaxed. There was, you know, I felt like I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was good, and you know the the, the bigger venues are always are always good to play. There's a venue called the Starland Ballroom in um, Jersey that's um, a big stage, and they have some big acts. Sometimes we play there, and uh, so you know anything where there, um, you know the the, the stages where kind of big acts come through, it's always kind of a good feeling. You feel like you're at a different level than playing some uh, you know hole in the wall place. Now, when you guys are playing, are you going out for stints of time like a tour, or is it predominantly in the New York, New Jersey, northern part of the country? We we do both. We we uh, I mean we ha- we haven't toured that we haven't torn uh, toured uh, further down than um, uh, further south than or, or west than uh, uh, Maryland. Okay. Uh, we've played at the University of Maryland, but we've we, we've, we've toured up in. Um, Besides the Europe thing, we've toured up in uh, New England a lot. We've gone up to Maine and Vermont and New Hampshire. And, okay. Uh, played Boston a bunch. Um, so, yeah, it, it depends. It depends on, on uh, you know, what we're doing for recording. We usually, you know, we don't have time to do that. But um, we've done both. We do, we do both. Okay. So the new CD, Signs of Life, tell me, tell me about that a little bit. So this is um, it's kind of a stripped-down... Uh, version of my of my songs. Um, there, uh, almost all of them are songs that I've recorded in a different, like a full band version or different, different, uh, you know, different full band arrangement. Mm-hmm. And the last, so the last album before this um, was a full band album that was had a lot of big production. There was like horn sections and there was lots of different uh, instruments. It's very kind of big sounding. So I, I wanted the next thing I wanted to do was something where. Um, it was stripped from that, and that kind of the song and me singing was the main focus. So mm-hmm. that, that's what the idea behind the behind Signs of Life is. It feels very story-ish. Was that intentional? Um, 
No, do you mean stories in that the whole thing tells a story, or each song kind of? Well, each it feels like each song tells a tells a story, which I'm sure is 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 a, a songwriter's idea. But it it feels like the album itself, not that they're all so stitched together that you can see it, but it just feels like that it has a story type flow to it. No, that's um, I, I think it, it wasn't um, a conscious thing, but I think that. In choosing those songs, I, I think naturally, I, I think the acoustic stripped-down songs kind of uh, are, are, are makes more sense. To, if, if you're going to strip down a song, it makes more sense if it's kind of a story song because there's, there's more to um, you know uh, catch the listener mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. than something that's just kind of a simple thing. So uh, I, I think that, that was probably a, a subliminal. Uh, idea idea that was in my mind when I was sure. you know picking which songs to do. Okay. And have you had a chance to to go out with this yet? How how, how current is is uh, the material? We uh, have so we released it in October, um, and we did uh, a tour in October, um, and we've played you know shows every month since then. But but that the last the last full tour was uh, yeah it was it was October it was October. Um, so, but we we played shows um, in the meantime, just not not a full tour. And you have another one coming up, another album or another, show? another tour, another sh- oh, another tour. Uh, not not yet. The next thing, then my next thing on the agenda is um, I, I have uh, another thing I want to record first. Okay, so that's that's in the works for you now, then. Yeah, yeah, we're, we've been doing uh, uh, pre-production stuff, just go making sure the arrangements are right. And what kind of what kind of music will this be? It, this is going to be more rock. It's just going to go back to more of a, a full rock kind of thing. Um, the, 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 this kind of the the other albums I've released before this have all, have all kind of been more um, rock based. Okay. Uh, this, this is the one thing I put out that is very uh, acoustic kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. And is this is this a full time thing for you? Uh, it's. It's as full time as I can make it. I, sure. I also uh, I, I work as a uh, I work at, in a law firm as well. Okay, okay. How can um, how can folks find you? Find your music? Uh, they can go to zacksmithband dot com. It's uh, and Zach with a K Z A K Z A K S M I T H dot com. Right. Zacksmithband. Zacksmithband dot com. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's the same thing. It's on, you know, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Um, uh, so, yeah, you can find me, you can find me there. And and the album and other albums of your music, iTunes. iTunes, yep, they're on iTunes, and uh, you can go to my website and link to them, or uh, you know, you can order physical copies too. Sure. Okay. Well, thanks, Zach. I appreciate it. It's been hey, uh, uh, really neat hearing about your music, and uh, I wish the best to you guys. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 